Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode six of the Third Down Podcast. Today, we got our usual, we got our college football recap, our NFL recap, and we're going to go over the recent trades since today is the trade deadline. Uh, we got our dogs of the week, and we got our can't lose parlays, and then we're going to recap the first episode of Mandalorian season two, and then we're going to finish up with a fan favorite segment, Too Good to Be True. Thank you for listening. Kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Happy election day. No matter who you're voting for, go ahead and get that vote in. Boys, how we doing? Good. Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Uh, I voted. Yep, Mal voted. Jackson <laughs> did not vote. I voted. I did a, a mail-in ballot. But uh, Well, no. well, in Elkin's defense, in Elkin's defense, he is registered in Alabama, and there's Alabama no has voted. But yeah, like you said, Alabama's voted GOP candidate since, what, 1980, like 1980s? So there's really no so, point. So, I mean, there's really no point for Elkins to drive from Georgia to Alabama to cast his vote, so I think he gets a pass here in this election. Yep, yep, we'll give him the pass. But, uh, okay, let's talk about our bets last week before we go into any recaps. Oh, God. Uh, I Okay, my dog's <laughs> week, I was two for two. I did pick the Raiders plus two and a half versus the Brown correctly. Browns correctly. I picked the Bears plus two and a half versus New Orleans, but New Orleans won by three. Screw me. Um, I picked Northwestern plus two and a half versus Iowa. Northwestern went out right. And then Kansas State got absolutely ass whipped by West Virginia, so I didn't even come close to covering. Yeah. I mean, my NFL dog, I had the Dolphins plus four. I knew that they had a chance to get it done. Even though I'm an idiot and I went in and bet the Rams spread, I still had the Dolphins. At plus four in my dogs of the week, I knew they had a chance to get it done, and their defense stepped up big time in that game. Absolutely massive showing from the Dolphins' defense, and they got the win. Yeah, Tua didn't even throw for 100 yards, and they absolutely dominated <sighs> that game. They did, he didn't need to. And then my other one, Michigan State, plus 24.5 against Michigan. Oh, boy. Are, there, are the co-hosts, no bar twos, not able to be here today, but nope. – uh, it might be it might be a reason why he's not here. Yeah, today. he said he had a lot of schoolwork, but I think that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that is complete horseshit. I mean, Michigan, God bless them. And then my other one was Arkansas plus eleven minus or against A and M. Um, you know, take what you can get. You win some, you lose some. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, but Elkins didn't do any dogs a week, so uh, I'm going to talk about my can't lose parlay. We were so close, dude. <sighs> one game away. Buffalo won by three. I needed them to win by three and a half, so that didn't cover. Seattle won by ten, so that covered. Los Angeles versus Denver, the over is 44 and a half. They ended up putting like 60-something points up. And then I took Titans versus Bengals under 55, which it was. It was 51. Um, what? Okay, we'll talk about that when we get to the NFL. I, I had a long weekend, though. It was terrible. Yeah, my, 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 week, my gambling weekend was not the best. My can't-lose parlay lost in the first slate of games. Georgia, I'm telling you, we'll get into this a little bit later whenever we start talking this upcoming week. I mean, God, it's Georgia-Florida week. But I'm telling you, Georgia's offense, I don't know what we're going to do with Stetson Bennett at quarterback. I, I really, truly don't know. When you're only able to put up 14, I know Kentucky's defense is good. And Elkins, I know you say Kentucky's defense might be better than Alabama's defense, but that's still unacceptable when you have a defense as strong as that and Kentucky only puts up three points. When you have the ball as much as Georgia did, we expect to put up more than 14 points. 
and you have to put up more than 14. I agree. You know, it looked like Georgia had some success running the ball, and they just should have never gone away from it. Uh, that was a definitely frustrating game to watch if you're a Georgia fan. Yeah, but, I had Kentucky plus 10 second half, and I did not mind one bit of what Georgia was doing. Yeah, but I mean, I had Georgia minus 15, the can't lose parlay loss, and then it goes into the Notre Dame game versus Georgia Tech. Notre Dame has the ball on their own one-yard line with like 30 seconds left. All we need is a field goal. It's 19 points. All we need is a field goal for the over to hit. What do they do? They go for the touchdown and don't get it. And, I mean, give them props. They went for it. They tried to be a great team in cover, but Notre Dame's not a great team. We'll get into that later. Um, then Oklahoma State, God bless them. That went into overtime against Texas, and they lost. Yeah. So the only good news for me was Ohio State ended up covering. So, I mean, I just – I don't know. It was a rough week for Mal. We're going to have a bounce-back week, Mal. We're going to have a bounce-back week, though. We, we're 100% going to have a bounce-back week. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk about the college football scores. First game we're going to talk about is Clemson versus Boston College. Yo, Trevor Lawrence is a huge part of that team. Like, I get it. They're studs all around, but, like, he's a game changer, obviously. Well, we knew that, but, like, their backup played so bad. There were so many throws where he just, like – and the stats don't say it. Like, it, he was 30 for 41, 342 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. But, like – Watching the game, there were so many like late. He made all the hard passes, all the easy passes he could not make. But I think I think you almost can attribute that to a kid making his first start for the University of Clemson on a very short notice, very short notice, getting thrown in there. I think you're going to see a little bit more of composure this week from this. What was his name? Like Ula Lagua? DJ. Ooh, okay, I'm going to spell this out for you guys. U I A G A L E L E I. Wagalele, DJ Wagalele, and we thought Tua's last name was hard to pronounce. Tua Tagovailoa, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess you know, this guy really... this guy takes the cake for Hawaiian names. Goodness gracious! For real. But I think I think we see a little bit more composure out in this week. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think Clemson got the job done. Ultimately, that's all that matters. They got the win against Boston College. On to the next week. Yeah, I liked I liked the way Clemson played in the second half. There, you know, their defense looked pretty bad in the first half, and I was I was thinking Boston College is going to win this game, not because Trevor Lawrence isn't playing, but because Clemson's defense can't stop them right now, and yeah. you know they're able to turn it around second half. You know, Clemson's Clemson's a championship caliber caliber team. Okay. Uh, I think they they beat Notre Dame next weekend pretty easy, but you know a lot of a lot of question marks still. I think definitely having a full week of practice behind Nuga Walele. 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 You know, should be good for him. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Next. Well, also, sorry, going back, Clemson's defense did put pitch a shut, uh, shutout in the second half. No yeah, points I mean, allowed. So that's a big part of it. Because I think it was 28 to 13 at the half. Yes. Right? Yes, it was. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was 28 13. I mean, it was. It was not pretty. Was not no. a pretty I do want to shout out one play in that game on fourth and three. I think it was thirty-two to twenty-eight at this time. And Boston College had the ball, and the backup quarterback has to come in one play for the uh, Boston College starting quarterback. Can't remember his name. Comes in on fourth and three and gets the conversion, and it really started looking like Boston College could win that game late. But uh, Clemson's defense did step up there. I mean, good teams find a way to win football games when it counts, and Absolutely. Clemson's a good That's team. That's what they did, yep. Uh, Alabama, 41, Mississippi, and Mike Leach's quote-unquote explosive offense, zero, <laughs> zero, zero points allowed. 
I was expecting – I was partially expecting Alabama to jump Clemson in the rankings this week. But I was too. it didn't happen. Uh, Mac Harris – or <laughs> – Excuse me, Mac Jones, Jones. twenty four for thirty one, two hundred ninety one yards and four touchdowns. He's on fire right now. Uh, mm. I think we have to go back. Is he a dark horse? He's a Heisman. Heisman He's a Heisman. I, I I called it out in my first episode on here. Mac Jones is a dark horse Heisman candidate. I'm telling you, dude. Right now, if it were to happen today, Mac Jones is your 2020 Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, and let's There's no doubt. Let's. Uh, <sighs> I don't know about that. But let's shout out Devontae Smith for Alabama. 11 catches, 203 yards, and he had all four touchdowns that Mac Jones threw. Stepping up when Jalen Waddle's out. He 100% needs all the appreciation from any Alabama fan. He's been such a key part for this offense. If he He's one player that, you know, he could have gone pro and we could have had Jalen Waddle remaining at receiver this season. You know, it'd take – put a lot more pressure on Mac Jones to have success, but uh, Devontae Smith is such a key part, you know. And Elkins, I never really got the chance to ask you this. How do you feel about Nick Saban starting his most elite wide receiver on the kick return team? I mean, I know he's one of the greatest returners in the nation, but in a game that you're favored that heavily, how do you how do you feel about you're that? Referring to Jalen Waddell against Tennessee? Yes. Yeah, I mean – if you look at the Iron Bowl from right last year, you know, I, I Jalen Waddle was a huge part on the special teams aspect of that game. It made it a lot more competitive. You know, Auburn probably beats us by nine points or more if we don't make plays on special teams with him. He's such a just a game changer. Playing Tennessee, though, you got to ask that question. Like, yeah. I could have been a return man. I could have taken fair catches every single time. And we probably would have had the same level of success. I mean, that's where the session comes in. I mean, yeah, it can happen at the receiver position when he's on offense too. But, I mean, you just got to think in a game like that against Tennessee where they really had no chance of winning that game, you got to protect your best players. Yeah, he's he's flat out explosive. And I understand that's why he is on uh, yeah. kickoff return. But, and then uh, Nick Saban's response right after the game too. That was – we didn't really get a chance to talk about all this, but that was a – it was kind of – a lot of Alabama fans didn't like that. Whenever he said he shouldn't have taken it out and – Thought that was just too soon to be saying all that kind of stuff. And I think this about kickoffs in general in college football, they changed the rule where you can call a fair catch anywhere and you get the ball to the 25. Inside the 25. Inside the 25. Yeah, inside been. the 25, correct. I think it is dumb to return the ball if you're inside your own five because there are just straight five-star talents yeah. on kickoff coverage. You know, you're and young, going. hungry bucks that don't really get a chance to play. Mm-hmm. Your on the percent chance of divide. getting the ball past the 25 is okay, but it does not happen that much. And then when you got your chances offense. of returning a kickoff is even more unlikely. Yeah. Your chances of getting hurt on kickoff are likely and if you like, do take it out. And if you call a fair catch, no. that's a high percentage guarantee you're getting the ball at the 25-yard line to start your drive, and that's pretty good. And then Alabama's offense should have no trouble moving the ball from the 25-yard line. But anyways, let's enough of that. Let's get on to this next game yeah. here that we don't want to yep. talk about. Uh, Ohio State thirty-eight, Penn State twenty-five. <laughs> uh, my Heisman leader right now, Justin Fields, twenty-eight for thirty-four, three hundred eighteen yards and four touchdowns. Uh, Penn State put up more of a fight than I thought they would. Mm, they did. And also, how are they? Also, how are they still ranked? You know, they're they're eighteenth and they're zero and two. That's a good question. Um, 
like I get both their losses. Like I get the loss versus Indiana was close, but like especially after this week, I did not expect them to be ranked. Yeah. And I just realized Ohio State didn't cover the 13 and a half that I put down originally. So I went 0 for 4. I put another bet down on Ohio State when they were minus 11. My parlay went 0 for 4 last week. That is when you know you're great at gambling. Yeah. Is whenever you can pick four games and not hit a single one of them. It's impressive. That's God tier. It's very impressive. But I did have Ohio State minus 11. I took another line whenever the parlay went to crap. Oh, yep. Well, that so one I won that one. the losses. Uh, so Justin Fields, um, obviously how to, okay. If you had to give me a percentage, like kind of like a pie chart, right? And yeah. one side's Trevor Lawrence and one side's Justin Fields. And it's, uh, what percentage they have to win the, win the Heisman, who is kind of like more at this point. You think Justin Fields more like 60, 40 or Trevor Lawrence, you know, well, 70, 30. Here's, here's the weird thing about this college football season. Fields has played two games. Trevor Lawrence, how many has the ACC played? They started what three? He, he's weeks only played. He's only played six games. Okay, I mean, so right now, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is looking good, but if Fields, the way he's going right now, if he continues this throughout the season, stays healthy, you know, all the mumbo jumbo talk that you talk about with the Heisman Trophy, I think you're almost looking at a sixty-five percent chance for Field, and then maybe a fifty-five percent chance. I maybe I down to that. Yeah, I agree with what Mal saying. Sixty-five percent chance Fields wins it. You know, uh, with uh, Trevor Lawrence being out a couple games, they're going to end up playing the same amount of games, eight apiece, I believe. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be able to gauge who was the better player. You know, maybe they're not playing the same level teams. I know Clemson played the Citadel; they slotted them, um, as well as the other ACC teams they play. They're just not. High level competition. If Trevor Lawrence was playing against Notre Dame, that would yeah, be a good game to gauge how good he is. Because, I mean, if you like Notre Dame or not, they're going to have a lot of pressure. You're going to see how good Notre Dame looks. They're going to play their best football versus Clemson this weekend. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're a high ranked team. You got to give them that at least, even if you think they're overrated. So, yeah, speaking I mean, of Notre Dame, uh, 31 uh, 13 over Georgia Tech. Uh, they. <sighs> They did look good. Ian Book looked good. I, I Like I said before, I don't know. I go back and forth on Notre Dame every year. I think it's just the name that gets them up there. Obviously, they yeah. are in the ACC this year, but I think this Saturday is going to be a real test, even without Trevor Lawrence. I think Clemson's a great team, so I think. And we'll I mean, I know, I know, I know. You can't really use the transit of property when it comes to like when it comes to sports in general. But goodness gracious, if you look at the beatdown Clemson put on Georgia Tech, and I know they had Trevor Lawrence and they don't this week. And then the way Notre Dame handled Georgia Tech, that's – makes you think. It just makes you think. Yep. I – you know, obviously Notre Dame could have that feeling knowing they're playing Georgia Tech, we can take this game off. We don't have to play our best football and we're yeah. going to win this game handedly. And, you know, Notre Dame's obviously the better team over Georgia Tech. Now, both teams are going to come out ready to play when it comes down to big games because, you know, I think even Clemson took their game off versus Boston College in the first half. I think yeah. that was apparent on defense. But, uh, you know, I think we'll, we'll figure out about figure out a lot about those two teams. Um, you know, I, I think for this Clemson-Notre Dame game, there's more pressure on Brian Kelly and Notre Dame to win this game because they're always – and the talk about put them in the college football playoff, but they've never done anything. 
you know, they don't have any history of winning games in the college football playoff or big games. And this is probably one of the bigger games in the regular season they'll have played in a while. Did y'all see the quote that Brian Kelly had? I'm, I could try to find it, but in just, it was basically like he threw their record out and basically was talking about quote unquote big games that they won. And people were just asking him if he felt, I think they've lost like what, two games or something like that in Who? the past. Oh, Notre like Dame. In, and I thought you meant this season. In like, the past, no, in the past like two years or something like that. And, I mean, one of those did come to Georgia last year, but he was talking about, like, you know, being – if he felt they deserved the ranking they had, and he just spewed off a bunch of facts and was like, well, you tell me. Who do they play, though? <laughs> I, uh, mean, I can uh, – let me let me grab their, their schedule real quick. First like? game, they beat Duke 27-13, to 13, which that game should not be closed. Duke's awful. Yeah. Um, really the next win they had was South Florida. They beat 52 to nothing. Uh, they were supposed to play at Wake Forest. That got postponed. Um, then, then they beat Florida State 42-26. Then they beat Louisville 12-7. to Like, mm. like games Louisville. like that should not – like. Then they come back the next week and beat the ever-living crap out of Pittsburgh. Out of Pitt, 45-3. Yeah. And then last week they beat Georgia Tech 31-13. Uh, so, it, Notre Dame is inconsistent right now. Inconsistent. It's kind of like a wave. Uh, I'm hoping Clemson catches them on like a down week. And absolutely thumps them. I don't know. I just don't like Notre Dame. I've never liked. I don't Notre like Dame. Notre Dame either. I, they kind of no. since they free float like and they're independent usually. Besides this year, it, it just pisses me off. Throws me the wrong way because they always like they schedule some layup games and then they put enough good games in there to get ranked high. So it's I go back and forth on them. I don't like them. I think they'll get exposed next week. But uh, I think Ian Book's going to play awful next week. He always does terrible against yeah. great competition. It's just his thing. Uh, but let's let's jump into Mal. You're gonna have a lot to say about this. Georgia 14, uh, Kentucky three. Stetson Bennett, probably one of the most interesting stat lines. Nine for 13. Yep. 131 yards yeah. and two picks. Two interceptions. Two picks. So in the past six quarters, Stetson Bennett has thrown five interceptions. Kirby Smart has said time and time again, and it is his motto. He lives his life by this. I'm pretty sure he says this prayer to Jesus before he goes to bed at night. I'm going to hang my hat on not turning the football over. Okay. So we got a little bit of a contradiction here, Kirby. You've got a quarterback in there that's not taking care of the football. He's not. I mean, it's plain and simple. It's clear as day. Everybody can see it. Everybody is raising hell. He's not turning the. I mean, he's not taking care of the football. He's turning the football over five times. He's on now, his Daniel she, Jones shit right now. He's on his Daniel Jones shit right now. But some people, and I'm sure what Kirby's trying, I'm sure Kirby's backlash to that and Kirby's response to that is attributed to the Alabama game. They got down. He tried to force things, and this is exactly what Kirby said. He tried to force things, and that's where the interceptions came from in the Alabama game. Now, the first interception, there's no excuse for in the Kentucky game. It was a batted ball. We've seen this time and time again. The kid is 5'8 in Hills. He has no business playing quarterback. And the second interception was a miscommunication with him and the receiver. It's almost impossible to know who was right. I mean, the receiver looked like he stopped running, but it also looked like he could have been running a comeback. So just a little miscommunication there. Um, one interception is 100% on Stets in that game. They were throwing it looked like a little screen pass, and the ball got batted, intercepted. And Kirby's got to make a decision, dude. He's losing the fan base. If you go, if you look at any Georgia football post on any social media and you go to the comments, it's just JT, 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 JT. Everybody wants to see JT Daniels. And Kirby, I don't know what his deal is. I don't know what he's doing. And when you have sources inside the program that are at practice every day and they say that Stetson is not the best quarterback and that JT is on the third string and they don't know what's going on, 
that's just not a good look for the program. I'm sorry. Shout out to the anonymous anonymous source. We love yes. you, buddy. Um, but I agree. I think you got to make a change now. I think it showed the past two weeks. Stetson Bennett's obviously he did enough to win. You know the first three first games. Three games. But and now he's kind of getting. You know, there's a point of luck. You know, when people start yes. playing for the first time, there's like a grace period, honestly, because they just start playing out of their minds. But then reality sets in. I think reality has set in for the Georgia program. I, think I don't. You, I think you got to give JT uh, maybe not to start, but you at least got to get him some playing time. Yeah, and I and you said it was a point of luck. I don't think it was a point of luck with Stetson. I think Stetson is Stetson does have some talent. Stetson does have mobility in the pocket. He's not like a Jake Fromm, and he's just not going to sit there in the pocket and take a sack. But Stetson, I think his downfall is his arm and his ability to not really be scared to throw the ball and just sling it, and that's his downfall because he doesn't have the arm to do that. Right. He doesn't. And then when the offense when the offense we're running doesn't really fit a quarterback like that, uh, with or our passing game at least, I mean, obviously I could sit back there and hand the ball off to Zamir White and Kendall Milton and all those guys, but I just I think we got to see a change, and I think we Georgia fans are longing for an explosive offense, and we just haven't had it in the Kirby Smart era. We and haven't I, had it in a while. I'm telling you, this uh, next week is a huge week. It is it, probably. I know you can say the Alabama game was the biggest game of the year for Georgia, but I think it's this, this week. Is, it's this is it's this week. The Alabama the Alabama game we fully we knew what was going on there. If Georgia wins that game, Alabama is going to run the table. We meet again in the SEC championship. If Alabama wins it, Georgia has a chance to run a table. We win again in the SEC championship, or we meet again in the SEC championship. So that game, honestly, while it was a fun game to watch, it ultimately didn't really matter because no. Georgia has to take care of their own business and win out um, because. And that was before Florida lost to Texas A&M because if Georgia would have won that game, then Georgia could have beat Florida, handed them two losses, or Florida could have beat Georgia. And then – but yeah, the tiebreaker still is there. So You got to think, like, uh, every game Georgia plays at this point is going to be the biggest game for them. If they lose their, their season's done for, they can't make the playoff with two losses unless something crazy happens. But, <laughs> you know – Stetson Bennett's obviously not the man. You know, maybe he has a big win this weekend versus Florida. Florida's playing good on offense, not so well on defense. Um, should be an interesting game. But, um, you know, the way I've seen Georgia been playing, if they bring Stetson Bennett into Mercedes-Benz Stadium against Alabama, it's over. You're, you're going to get a 2017 Athens-style Alabama-Georgia game, 38-10 to 10 final again. Yeah. Maybe worse. Alabama's defense is starting to pick up big time. And then when we talk a little bit about the Florida game later, I mean, it's everybody's yeah. talking about Stetson Bennett, but I think the real thing here is going to be Florida and what they lost due to that fight, the players oh, they yeah. lost. Yeah. I think that's going to be a big story in this game. I think game. it will too. Um, okay. Let's okay. Let's get a move on here. Let's quickly kind of go over some of these games. We're a little bit behind on time. But Texas 41, Oklahoma State – 34 Texas wins this one in overtime Chubba Hubbard low-key got clamped that game <laughs> uh, 25 carries for 72 yards big 12 not in the playoffs it's a great no, game. that's eliminated. it I think I think that's, that's it, that's it. and if we the I have the all-state like playoff predictor here there's not even a big 12 team in the top one two three four five six seven eight teams on there <laughs> uh I'm gonna go ahead and let you know, Mal. Georgia has it says a 24% chance to make the playoffs right now. I think that I think that's fair. I think, I think, think that realistic. might be I think that might be a little too fair, honestly. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I, we'll see what happens though. Um, so that's that. Oklahoma State's kick them out of the, the top ten. 
Um, kick them out of the playoff race. They're gone. Sorry, Big 12 fans, but uh, there that was your only shot, really. Yeah. Does the Pac-12 sneak in? We'll find out. We'll, we'll see. They're starting this week, right? They start. <laughs> yeah, this they're week? starting. They're starting. Yep. They start Thursday, I believe. Okay. Um, Texas A&M beats Arkansas for Arkansas forty-two thirty-one. Arkansas puts up a hell of a fight in every game. Uh, I respect the hell out of them. I respect the hell out of that program. I think Sam Pittman's doing great things. Give them a couple of years; they're going to be good. But uh, Texas A&M are they as legitimate as their record says? Nope. Uh, I mean, after they beat Florida, I think you have to take them somewhat seriously. Um, when I say somewhat seriously, I mean that they do have a chance to run the table, but they're an outsider looking in. They're going to have to rely on Alabama basically beating the ever-living hell out of whoever they play in the SEC championship. And if that happens and Texas A&M runs the table, there is an outside chance that they can get in considering the Pac-12 will probably shit the bed this year. There is an outside chance that they could have two SEC teams in and Texas A&M could be the second one if they run the table. I agree. Now they, I think they of still got all Auburn. years, though, this is the year to do it. Yeah. I mean, they got yeah, Auburn got to look forward to, so that's scary, but. Sixth-year senior, Kellen Mon, whatever he is. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I just wasn't impressed at all by the way they played at Alabama. Yeah. You know, I'd like to see them play a team like Georgia. You know, that could be an interesting game. I think they've been playing really well the last two weeks, and this mm-hmm. is a win Jimbo Fisher had to have. He needed to, he needed to beat a big team. He beat Florida. That's a great win for yes. him. But if he slips up and loses to a team, he should be like Arkansas. That it immediately discredits that Florida game. You know, he needs to win these games. Uh, he has to step up and beat a team like Alabama at some point in his career. Um, but you know, I think he's still loading in some recruits, and it's about that time where he these are his players now. These are all of his players he's recruiting and bringing in. You know, it's about that time he's turning the corner start being more competitive with teams like Alabama. But, um, you know, definitely they can finish 9-1 if they 100%. beat Auburn. Oh, yeah. Auburn. Auburn's I mean, they can. But what's scary, if you're a Texas A&M fan, you can't – you cannot realistically want to be in the playoff if you're a Texas A&M fan. To go and You're going to get exposed. You're going to go and you're either going to play Ohio State, Alabama, or Clemson in the first round. And God help you if that happens, honestly. I mean. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, next game, uh, Michigan State over Michigan. Son, Harbaugh better hop in a cold shower because his ass is on fire hot. right now. It is hot. Hot. It is hot. You can't hot. lose these type of games. You, I mean, there's no excuse to be losing to a Michigan State team when you have the They just lost to the does. Rutgers. I'm sorry. Again, transit property. But, goodness gracious, they lost to the Rutgers. To the damn Rutgers, Rutgers. Rutgers is much improved. But They're they much improved, but still. <laughs> can't lose these yeah. games, man. You can't. I, I mean, I don't really have anything else besides that to say. Uh, besides, yeah. You just can't Rest choke. You can't Noah. choke these games. You can't. Because then, We're sorry, I don't Noah. know. I don't know. Sorry, Bar too, but you know, okay. you're a boy, it's but more, he knows as, as much as we do, probably more than yeah. we do, that this was going to happen at some point this season. <laughs> Uh, next game, Virginia 44, North Carolina 41. North Carolina drops another should have win game. Virginia is now two and four. North Carolina is now four and two. Like we said, um, North Carolina is going to get exposed at yeah. multiple different points throughout the season. This was another point of it. And I, I was bought in on North Carolina last week and after the Florida State game. Unfortunately, North Carolina is just not not the team. 
No. Mac Brown, I mean, you got to love him, but just not not a good team. I, I, it goes back to earlier when we, in the season. I was like, how they get ranked this high? There's a reason. <laughs> there, there, there's, there's, a, a there's a reason that, you know, I think it's more the legacy of Mac Brown that yeah. got them that, that, that high ranking originally. But they're going to fall out of the top 25. They should be out this week, maybe next week. But um, next game, let's talk about West Virginia versus Kansas State. Kansas State thumped, uh, absolutely exposed by West Virginia. That was obviously one of my dogs of the week that did not hit. Um, So, like we said, Big 12 is out of there. Uh, And our last game we're going to talk about is going to be Oklahoma versus Texas Tech. Oklahoma, the big scores are back in the Big 12, baby. 62-28. to Yes. Uh, Spencer Radler. 21-30, 21 of 30, 288 yards, and two touchdowns. We've been waiting for the offensive explosion in the Big 12. It's back. It's back, it's baby. Back. Also, also, Maxion is back. The Mac plays. Oh, yeah. It's tomorrow. tomorrow, right? The Mac is back. Maxion is back. It is time. We are going to hammer some Mac. I am so excited for that. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know a single thing about the Mac. It's like, so college, it's, or, it's, it's, me, it's like a college – it's like a high school game high, on steroids, yeah. and I love it. And it's on prime time. During the week, you get off work, you get home, you get you some beers, and you're watching MAC football. Best time of the year. God bless the MAC conference for coming back and not being scared of this damn coronavirus. Give it up for him. Give it up for him. Give it up for him. We love they you, made Mac. the right decision and gave America what they wanted, MACTION. Let's yep. go. Uh, okay, enough with college football. We spent a lot of time on that. Let's go and jump into the NFL uh, from this week. Let's talk about Thursday night's game. Falcons get it done over the Panthers. Finally, finally did you. not choke one this year. Nobody believe me. I bet the Falcons in this game outright to win this game. I said it's too easy, right? It's a no-brainer. Carolina was going to beat Atlanta. They. Uh, and that's why you bet the Falcons. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, though. History, though, I always feel like the Falcons have the Panthers' number, no matter what it is. They could be horrible. historically, yes. Historically, historically they always yes. have their number. So I, I, I could, I saw them dropping the first one and win the second one, but I didn't really expect it to happen. And Carolina wearing the black unis. I forgot there was some stat, but they do not have a good record when they wear those black uniforms. It was just the perfect, perfect pre-Halloween storm. For the Falcons, and they get the job done in Carolina. I mean, hats off to them for wasting another draft pick position. They're losing them every win. They're losing them every win. But you know what? We're going to run the table. We're winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, <laughs> all righty then. Vikings. <laughs> yeah. Vikings 28, Packers 22. Dalvin Cook became a god for this game. Hmm. He just turned on some kind of switch. Um, I can't believe the Packers dropped this game. I really can't either. I really like the way Aaron Rodgers has played this season. And, you know, that that last play of the game where he's getting hit, I'm sure you all both saw it. It's just that sort of wraps up what that game looked like. Well, um, I, 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 I have a take here. Since Aaron Rodgers did the Hingle McCringleberry celebration, <laughs> the Packers are 0 2. Three pumps, baby. Three pumps. He gave them three pumps, and the Packers are 0 2. Is that celebration cursed? 
He needs to go back to the discount double check. He needs to go back to the discount double check. Those were his like glory days. The glory days, the state ball were happening. Double check. I mean, now he's throwing a like a ball in the backyard with a dog in that new commercial. Bring the yeah, discount I, double check back. Give us a good stuff. Come on, man. <laughs> and then they got Patrick Mahomes in on that and the Mahomes were oh, oh, dude. Did you see the one where he was eating like they were at like this nice steak restaurant and Mahomes was like just drenching his steak and ketchup? No. Didn't say I did a word not. the whole time. He just I haven't seen that one, but if I did, I would probably turn my TV off because that is just not how you treat a and steak you know, Patrick at all. Mahomes like, no, thanks for the rate, buddy. You know, like yeah, yeah. Froggy, I, bet, I, bet, I guarantee you, I bet you Patrick Mahomes got that steak well done as well. Probably. I bet you he did got you, that steak well did done. Did you hear that story that he ate ketchup sandwiches when he was growing up? It was like, just, just it was just bread, piece of bread and ketchup, ketchup and another piece of bread. Patrick Mahomes, this is guy's weird. a weirdo, bro. That's that's weird. But he can that's, sling it. So respect. he can sling a football. Yeah, so respect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but oh God, let's go ahead and let's talk about it. Let me give it deep breaths. Bengals thirty-one, Titans twenty. What the hell were we doing this game? You know, I don't, bro. And it's Jonathan <laughs> Joseph played probably the worst game from a cornerback I've ever seen, ever. And I think that led into let's I'm gonna go ahead and say this, but Desmond King getting traded from the Chargers uh yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh that's a big pickup for the Massive. the Titans. You know, we lost Logan Ryan. We didn't sign him back, we signed Clowney. I think that was probably the biggest mistake, you know, looking back on it. We should have just paid Logan Ryan because he was an awesome player. He did a lot of things for us. Uh but we have Desmond King now. Hopefully that'll help us out. And it's like it's like when we got up to the Pittsburgh game, we were playing so well, the hype was there. We get hit and we get rocked, right? Punched in the face. I think we're still getting up. I think next week is going to be a big bounce back week for us. Uh, but, you know, obviously, you never know. So, uh, Joe Burrow's playing good, though. Joe Burrow's playing good. Um, and I, dude, the Justin Herbert Joe Burrow race is going to be interesting. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good. Who do you guys have winning offensive rookie of the year? As of right now, I got Justin Herbert. As of right now, yeah, I think that could very well switch. But as of right now, I got Herbert. What about you, I got Elkins? Joe Burrow by a hair. Mm. Uh, this win for him is the reason why there's a hair yep. lead for him right now. Hair um, and biscuit, Justin baby. Herbert. Hair and biscuit. Justin Herbert's loss we'll get to here in a minute, most likely, is the reason why he's also trailing by a hair. Yeah, um, um, that loss uh, that was just awful. Yeah, we'll get there. But we're not going to talk about the Chief Jets. Come on now. Um, Colts over the Lions, 41-21. Colts are picking up steam. I still think the Titans will win their division, though. Yeah. I just can't see the Titans. I mean, I, God, I, I said this last week. I can't see them losing the Bengals. They lost the Bengals. So, I don't know. Uh, I think it's between definitely between them two because Houston's out of it and Jacksonville's out of it. Obviously. Tennessee's, Tennessee's division to win here. Yeah, um, it really is. No, they just got to control it and win the games they're supposed to win. They can drop a couple and still have no problem, in my opinion. But you, you don't um, want them to drop a couple. Losing, no. losing to a one five and whatever. One five and one. Bang one five game. and one. Yeah. Two five and one. Or two five and one now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not a good look, but you know, surely. I mean, it's it's the, it's the NFL. I mean, all these guys—they're professional athletes. Let's be honest here. Yeah. Anything can happen on any game. There really day. is. Besides the Jets, there really is no layup games. No. There's really not. We saw that last night with the Buccaneers Giants game. That'll be the last game we'll talk about. But um, sorry, what were you going to say, Elkins? I was going to say put the Jets in the college football playoff. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe they'll be able to win that. That would be exhilarating. 
That Seriously. would be. Mac Jones would absolutely sauce all over the Jets, and I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it. I mean, you'd have a Mac Jones. What is it? Sam Darnold. That's your quarterback, right? Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Dar- oh, always, I've always called him Darno. Darno. Because the Braves catcher. Yeah. <laughs> the mono man himself. The Sam mono Darnold. man himself. Legend. Uh, me and him got a little bit in common. Yeah, he both recovering mono. Recovering mono. Well, he's recovered. It's been a year. But, uh, yeah, he's gone. But anyways, Steelers 28, Ravens 24. Uh, more offensive woes for the Ravens. Lamar Jackson not having too great a year. They kept it close, though, but Steelers did prevail, and they still they are the only unre- sorry, only remaining undefeated team left. Um, Steelers are legit. How far do we see them going, including the playoffs? With their unbeaten streak? I'm saying just like, in, like oh, how, just how far do you think they're going to go? Obviously, I, I think it's a very slim chance they finish the season unbeaten. But yeah, I, I, mean, I, th- I can see them, in all honesty, I can see them giving the Chiefs a run for the money in, in yeah. the AFC Championship. I could see it. I do. The Chiefs are just so good, man. Yeah. And especially since they picked up, crap, what's his name? Um, Edwards Alaire. Oh, man. Dude, that offense is potent. That and then Le'Veon Bell. I Le'Veon think that's Bell. what you meant to say. Le'Veon Bell. Uh, no, Edwards Alaire. Clyde Edwards Alaire, the draft pick. They got. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Kid, but they just that kid's been going off. Yeah. And I think Le'Veon Bell, he's not too dangerous, but he does give him another option when yeah. it comes to running the ball. And obviously, they're have the fastest receiving core probably in NFL history. They're just dude, hard they they're hard, hard to beat. They're hard to beat. It's the the Chiefs are they're they're serious. They have been and they will continue to be. Yep. I uh I'm gonna okay, Super Bowl predictions while we're on it. I will like I'll say Chiefs mm, Seahawks. Mm. I, I think, think that's definitely a, gotta have I the think Seahawks that's a pretty team. realistic matchup. I mean, out of the NFC, I just really I can't I can't see the I really can't see the Bucks making the Super Bowl this year. I can't either. I mean, there was a time where you thought maybe maybe they could. Um, I can't see the Saints really making it past the divisional round. I mean, I just it's yeah, I don't know. It's it's a t- it's a tough looking NFC. I think the AFC obviously is set, but. Big Ben's magical season, fourteen and two. They're going to the Super Bowl. Wow! Wow! They're playing the red hot Packers, led by Aaron Rodgers. Whoa! You think the Packers are going to make it to the Super Bowl? They're going to turn it on. They'll turn. Wow. They're going to get hot at the right time, and they're going to get All in right. there. Who do you, who do you have? The, okay, well, who do you Aaron have playing? Who do you have in the NFC Championship? Uh, NFC Championship. Uh, it's gonna be Packers. It's gotta be it's gotta be Packers Hawks. It, it'll be Seahawks. Yeah, it has to be. There's no other team really. So, so you're saying the Packers are most likely gonna get by the Rams in the playoffs? Mm, possibly, yeah. Either Rams, um, you know, could be a team like uh, they could be playing the Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We'll see. Um. Uh, let's see what other wait, games we want to talk about. Wait, I think Chiefs are AFC. I'm not. Yeah. Chiefs are I'm not AFC. The sharpest, yeah, Chiefs are AFC. Packers are in the NFC. Yeah. Seahawks are in. Let me go ahead and read out top of the divisions. Eagles are go. first in the NFC East. Good God. <laughs> Three, four, and one. <laughs> NFC West is uh, Seahawks. They're six and one. Mm-hmm. Um, followed closely by the Cardinals. Uh, mm-hmm. NFC That's North, good. Packers are number one, followed closely by the Bears. Shocker. Mm-hmm. Um, which it is a shocker. I did not expect the Bears to be good this year. 
NFC South, Buccaneers lead it, followed closely by the Saints. That's the divisions in the NFC. And the Falcons creeping up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, Bills narrowly squeaked by the Patriots. Cam Newton, dude, he's horrible. He's awful. Horrible. But it's, they had the Jets this week. Yeah, yeah, but like still, I'm, they're minus seven, I think. Uh, but Cam, well, I'm, I'm talking about last. I'm talking about the past. Cam Newton is horrible, dude. He's he looks so slow when he runs the ball, like it's insane. He <sighs> looks like he's in slow motion. He does not have it anymore. I, it's I, just, I don't know what they should do. I mean, the trade deadlines today. I mean, they didn't make a move because I got the trades did. right here. Unless yeah. they're doing something right now, but there's no way. I mean, it was it's a four p.m. cutoff, so right. Yeah, and they have what like an hour and twenty. They minutes have like left? an hour and twenty minutes left to do something, so they're not going to do anything. I mean, it's two forty-one at the time of recording this. Right, they're going to so. ride it to the wall. She's going to ride it to the wall for this. I season. guess they're going to start stud ham or something. Shit, they got to do something. Uh, we, obviously, we talked about the Dolphins game earlier. Um, Elkins, let's talk about your Broncos versus the Chargers. Crazy game. <laughs> Crazy. Exhilarating, electric, everything you love to see. If you're a Broncos fan. Big, big win, you know. I, I haven't given up hope yet of making the playoffs, winning this division, not winning the division. Wild card, we're not we're not going to beat the Chiefs in this division. Um, you know, but getting a win like that is that's a big stepping stone. Uh, we've looked good three of the past four weeks. Um, you know, if you look at week one playing the Titans, you know, that was a winnable game. Uh, but, you know, big win. Yep, very, very big win, very good win. Um, Twenty-one point deficit in the second half. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's kind of glaze over the next three games: Saints versus Bears. Saints win it in overtime. Saints don't look too hot this year. And no. where the hell is Michael Thomas, dude? Uh, I guess what? punching people in bars. He's still I suspended. Mean. I, I, I don't know what the deal is. With <laughs> I think him. they're trying to get rid of him. I th- don't be surprised if we get a Michael Thomas trade today. Uh, I don't know about that. I think that. I'm pretty sure they're trying to get rid of him. I don't know who. I mean, obviously there's some teams that would take, take him, him, but I don't know. Well, I, God, if teams are willing to take Antonio Brown, I think somebody would be willing yeah, to take him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then obviously Seahawks won 37 27 over the Niners. Niners lose George Kittle for the rest of the season. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is out for six weeks. So tough look. Yes. Tough, tough look. Eagles Not dominate the here, Cowboys 23 9. Cowboys looked god awful. Ben DiNucci. We'll get to his backstory here later, <laughs> but um, did not play great, did not look great, per usual, with the Cowboys this year. Now, let's talk about last night's game. Um, Buccaneers 25, Giants 23. Daniel Jones, two picks. If he does not throw those two picks, they win this game convincingly. Yeah. Because they were, they were driving on, on both, mm-hmm. both interceptions. And it's just dumb mistakes, man. It's it's the stupidest thing. Instead of trying to throw it out of bounds, he would rather try to get it to his receiver while getting tackled. And I don't know how many mistakes it takes before you learn. And there was, there was one play, one of the interceptions, he threw it to the right side. And if you look at the top of the screen, you'll see, I don't know exactly which receiver it was, but just absolutely dusted his corner. Oh, yeah. He had, a, he had a straight down open. the sideline. He, he literally, if he gets him that ball, there's not a defender that's going to touch him. And I, he just, and that's a I think he's lacking confidence, and rightly yeah. so because he's struggling. He has 34 turnovers in his first 20 games. That's the most <sighs> since Ryan Leaf, and Ryan Leaf had 40 in his first 20. Yeah. Ryan Leaf is considered to be the biggest bust of all time. And Nathan Peterman had five interceptions in one half. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so, 
realistically, what do the Giants do with Daniel Jones? Realistically, I think you have to continue to develop him. I think he does have the arm talent to get you there, but right now, I mean, it's just you got to take, you got to cut your losses, take him, hope you get a good draft pick this year, maybe get him. I don't know another receiver. Shit, I don't know. I don't know what they need to do. I don't but. know. I could. I don't know. If they had Saquon though. I feel like they'd be in better position. Yeah, him, but obviously they don't. Uh, Tom Brady. The whole Buccaneers team did not look great yesterday. No. And I think didn't. it's Chris, the is it Chris Godwin? Yep. Him being out is a, hurting them a lot. Mike Evans stepped up last night um, after a couple down weeks, but I think Antonio Brown, especially if Chris Godwin doesn't come back next week, is going to have a huge week. And I, I mean, the Brady to Gronk connection is growing a little stronger there in Bucks. So I think it's just starts. But dude, listen to this: Antonio Brown's living with Tom Brady. Okay. They're going to be eating milk and cookies together, brushing their teeth together. That's good. Yep. He's going to be kissing watch- He's going to be kissing Tom's kids on the lip. Good night. Yep. Just like Tom does. Watching Christmas Bro, movies together. This could be dangerous because you remember that game he had in New England. He went. Off. Yes. Tom oh, Brady dude. threw to him like. Every play. Lots of times. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I'll just say that. But uh, They're going to make a 30 for 30 about this. <laughs> yes, they are. He's going to give – oh, God, it's like that movie Get Hard with, with Kevin Hart and Will Ferrell. Hart, yeah. <laughs> like where they have like the little like jail cell set up in the ba- basement. He's going to walk down and like, oh, good morning, Antonio. Like, you ready? Get your running shoes on. We're going to throw some yards – or routes out in the yard. But, uh, no, so that's the NFL for this past past week. Um, let's talk about a little bit some of the, the trades. Obviously, we talked about this one earlier. Chargers uh, traded Desmond King to the Titans for a six-round pick. I think that's great value for the Titans, great pickup. They had to do it. Um, so that's that. Steelers received linebacker Avery Williamson from the Jets. Um, Jets are just – they're folding. They're, you know, respectably. They know where they're at. They know what they're trying to do. Um, they, they know they got to get the first pick. Field, Fields of Lawrence. Yep, Fields of Lawrence. Um, obviously, on October 22nd, the Vikings traded Yannick and Gakaway to the Ravens. That's a done deal. I, um, Lions received Everson Griffin from the Cowboys. I think this big pickup from the Lions up front, they haven't had a really dominant person there in a long time, so I think that's going to help them out a lot. And then, obviously, Carlos Dunlap is now in the Seahawks from the Bengals. That's pretty much it. No really crazy trades happened this season. Yeah. Now, I'm <sighs> sad to say Fitzmagic is not going to be happening in Dallas. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a tough look. I mean, God God bless Ryan Fitzpatrick. You got to love the dude. Awesome quarterback, awesome guy. And, I mean, the fact that he's just stuck with Tua and helped him out. It's going Tua could, to Tua could be dangerous here. I know he didn't do much in that game, but – He's he he's dangerous. He protected the football. He protected the football. He's a dangerous cat. You just got to give him the right time. Yeah, I mean, he had that one fumble early on, but I mean, God, if I got hit like that, I'd fumble the ball too. Yeah. So. Uh, okay, let's jump into our dogs of the week. Um, we're gonna start with college football. I'll say my two, then Mal, then Elkins, and then we'll do NFL. Okay. First game is Boise State versus BYU. Um, and I have Boise State covering the plus three, and I would even like to see them winning this one outright. Uh, I think BYU is ranked ninth. They're seven and zero. But let's look at the games they've played, guys. They beat Navy. They beat Troy. They beat La Tech. They beat UTSA. They beat Houston. They beat Texas State and West Kentucky. 
Come on now, man. Boise State, I think Boise State wins this now, right? Knocks um, BYU out of the top ten. I like them to win outright. And then Mal, sorry. I got Florida plus three and a half. Yep. Versus versus 100%. 100%. I, I agree just, with you there. If Stetson plays, that's a lock, I feel like. I, I agree with you there. Um, we're going to mine. I mean, I'm going to say sorry, Bar 2. My first pick is Indiana plus three and a half versus Michigan. Michigan, God bless him. Jim Harbaugh, like you said, he needs to jump into a cold shower because his ass is on fire. And I think Michigan has a chance to lose this game. I think that Jim Harbaugh is descending deeper and deeper into the pits of hell there at Michigan. My second game, sorry, Dylan. I got Arkansas plus one and a half versus Tennessee. I like it. <laughs> um, uh, let's be honest here. This game is being played in Fayetteville. Sam Pittman, Arkansas, you got to love them. Um, yeah, they've had, I mean, they've had a little, little trouble, but quite frankly, this is one of the most improved teams in college football up there with the Rutgers, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would put them above Rutgers. <sighs> I would, too. I mean, Arkansas is 100% the most improved team in college football. Tennessee is struggling. Jeremy Pruitt. Uh, I'm not a Tennessee fan, so I, it's not my place to say. I'll say it. He I sucks was, <laughs> for not bitching Garantano. Fan. you got to get his ass out of there, man. you got to get – put Mauer in. Well, put, here's, put here's the thing. In. Garantano is playing this weekend in Fayetteville, and I think that's a loss for Tennessee. Agreed. I don't care. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I cared up until the Georgia game, and then I was like, "Oh shit, we still we still suck." So whatever. Oh no, we suck again. Oh man, <laughs> didn't see that coming. Yeah, right. Uh, let me preface this for Elkins: four and zero against the spread last time. So that's right. Genius, I was gonna say it. genius. Give oh. give our viewers and give us your your shining light on these games coming up. Yep. Quick disclaimer: you know these games I'm picking are mainly all against the spread. I don't see. Any of these teams except maybe one, maybe two actually winning outright. We'll get to them here. Uh, one of those college teams, but uh, we'll see these two here. It's Northern Illinois is this first one. They're plus 11 at home in the home opener against Buffalo. I like this team. I think, you know, it's the home opener, plus 11. We don't know much about them, but we're going to find out how good of a team they are when they yep. keep it within 11 points. <laughs> This one I really like. I like Herm Edwards at Arizona State and his young quarterback, Jaden Daniels. He had a huge win last season against Oregon, uh, for those of you that remember. Uh, and they're playing at USC. Um, I see him winning this game outright on the yep. road. I think they're going to be ready to play. Herm Edwards is a very good football coach, and Jaden Daniels is going to be much improved. This kid is legit. He is not talked about enough, and he could definitely go start for Tennessee right now. Please, <laughs> Great player. Great player. Yeah, we, I really like Georgia. what I've seen from him. Uh, we'll fight you. Oh, if he was at Georgia, I really think Georgia would be very – or at least much improved, you know. I mean, hell, think. we got a five-star set on the bench. I'm, I'm done. I can't. I can't. I can't talk about this. <laughs> He's a great player. That's Don't get Mal started like, again. Don't get me started. Uh, like them. Ten and a half. All right. You heard it from the man himself. Let's go to NFL. I feel like these are kind of layup picks. Um, Raiders – plus one and a half versus the Chargers. I don't know how they're not favored versus the Chargers. So I'm taking the Raiders outright because, you know, teams rarely win by one, so you're really just taking yeah. the team outright. Um, and then I have the Giants plus three versus the Washington football team. Okay. I think Danny Dimes learns a little bit. If they can play like they did last night against the Washington football team, 
They're going to win outright. So those are my two picks. Mal, over to you. Dylan, Dylan took some layups. I'm going with a belly flop here. I have got the New York Jets plus seven versus the New England Patriots. Oh. The New England Patriots are a complete dumpster fire, shit show, whatever you want to call it, they are. The New England Patriots are not a good football team this year. It is about time that the New York Jets get their first win because no team is going to go and lose every single game. And I think who better to do that than against Cam Newton or Jared Studham, who knows, and the New England Patriots. They're not playing good football. The Jets are due. The Jets are plus seven. I see them at least covering this, but I can't see the Jets, you know, breaking, not going 0-8 or not going oh, – what are they? They're 0-8 right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, not going 0-9. They get their first win. The Jets are 1-8 one and, one and after this weekend. And then my second pick, you got a you got a couple one and six teams right here. The Jacksonville Jaguars are plus seven versus Houston. I almost took that game. You got a couple one and six teams here. Both teams are just God, God bless them. But I think you see a close game. I don't know if Jacksonville wins it, but I do think Jacksonville covers the plus seven. Yep. End of mine, I've got the Broncos with some big time momentum building. They're yep. going to Atlanta. Uh, they're how, only plus four. How is Atlanta favored? Uh, they're at home, and they're in the, the NFL, and they're playing a team that has a losing record. <laughs> um, <laughs> Good point. But, uh, you know, I like the way the Broncos have been playing, you know. I think they're building some momentum. They've won three of their last four. I like them plus four. Um, I'd like to buy some insurance on this pick here. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, we don't know if he's playing or not yet, at Kansas City. But Panthers plus 11 is enough for me to take them. And that's my second underdog for the NFL. I really like them. I even ha- I have them also on my can't miss parlay. We'll get to in a minute. Yeah. Um, that would be one game I would probably take off, though, because the Chiefs are also rolling. Yeah. How many uh, points are you buying, though? Uh, if McCaffrey's cleared to play. None. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I don't know. Kansas City's. Really good football team. That's I'll be a tough pick, but I think plus eleven is enough for me to yeah. take it, especially if McCaffrey's playing. You know, the Chiefs' defense struggles um, a good bit, but at the both college football those and NFL, that's great picks. Elkins, uh, let's hop into our maybe can't lose parlays. We're going to change the name <laughs> segment. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Can't, can't lose parlays, but don't take our word. Don't for take it. our word for it. Don't take it to the bank. Um, even though I only missed one last week. So maybe it becomes a canvas bar. I only missed four out of four. <laughs> out of boy. <laughs> um, okay. I like Green Bay uh, minus four uh, against the 49ers. 49ers are beaten, battered, bruised. I think the Packers come back after a devastating loss versus the Vikings and Aaron Rodgers slings it. I'm taking, listen here, you heard it now. Titans money line. Titans money line. Okay. I'm taking the over in the Saints versus Bucks game. The over's 52, or the line's 52. Um, New Orleans is averaging 29.4 points per game scored, and the Bucks are averaging 30.8. So I'm taking over 52. Uh, and then I have the Cardinals money line, and the Cardinals are playing the Dolphins. Wow. If we jump into mine real quick, I'm going to go ahead and say this. I went 0-4 last week, right? 
So when you go zero and four, what do you got to do the next week? You got to go four for four, or like first one, one and three improvement. <laughs> you know what? Baby steps. First game, we've got an over fifty-eight in the Arizona State USC Trojans game. The Pac-12 is back. You're taking over fifty-eight. 58. I'm taking over 58. Elkin said it best. We've got Jayden a quarterback. Four. We've, we've got we've got a great quarterback. We've got two teams playing their first game of the year. Defense tackling is going to be shaky. I think you see a bunch of points scored. I think it wouldn't shock me if this game goes over 70. It would not shock me. The Pac-12 wow. is about to put some points up in this first week. That's huge. My second game. This is where it gets interesting, boys. We've got the Fortigator and the Georgia Bulldogs. I'm not taking any spreads or any money lines on this game, but the over-under is 53-and-a-half. Now, Georgia's defense is good. you got to take the under here. you got to take the under. Have Georgia's to. defense is good. Florida, yeah, they have Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Georgia's defense shuts Florida down to at least 28 or, 28 or less points. Georgia's offense, let's be honest here, yeah, they're probably just going to run the ball the whole game. They're getting 17 to 24 points. I can see this being a 28-24 game, Florida. The under hits easily in this game. Great pick. And then we're going back into my dogs. I'm actually putting one of my dogs on the parlay. I've got Arkansas money line plus 105 to beat Tennessee in Fayetteville. Um, that's a game that could go either way. Obviously, both teams are kind of struggling, but I think Arkansas gets the job done. And then the next pick is one that I'm just throwing in there. I mean, Mississippi State is struggling, man. Mississippi yeah. State is struggling. But they're playing Vanderbilt. 19 and a half points is ridiculous. There's no there's no way there's no way that Mississippi State covers 19 and a half points. There's no way. But they are going to do it. Mississippi State minus 19 and a half. <laughs> He wondered why he went 0-4 last week. <laughs> There's no way. There's no There's way, no way Mississippi State it. covers 19.5, but they're going to do it. This is one of those picks that Mississippi State, their offense has been so bad, but Vanderbilt as a team has just been atrocious. Vanderbilt is not a good football team. And you saw LSU in that first game. This is before teams figured out Mississippi State. LSU got beat pretty, pretty handily. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if Vanderbilt has the talent, honestly. They I don't. think they have Let the scheme, but you. I don't they but don't. they don't have the talent. They have the scheme, but they don't have the talent to hand in there at Mississippi State. I think Mississippi State covers this game. I like that pick. I think those are all well. Besides the last one, I think those are pretty <laughs> blocks. Uh Elkins, give us give us your, your take. Yep, uh my first can't lose Leg of the parlay is going to start tonight with Joe Biden minus 180. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, God. Okay, all jokes. All jokes here. Uh, we're, we're talking football. We got <laughs> we got Arizona versus Miami. Uh, we got the over 47 and a half here. I think two is going to sling multiple touchdowns, more than one this week. And obviously, Kyler Murray, I think that's an explosive offense. They're going to get some points there. Yeah, they'll, they'll hit over 47 and a half. I think that game final will probably be something around like uh, 34, 24, something cool like that. <laughs> but um, second leg, we I said Panthers plus 11. That's if C-Mac plays. I'll have that leg on there. Um, we already discussed that one. But uh, UNC, don't count them out just yet. They're minus nine, and they're playing their rival Duke. This is going to be an exciting game. I like UNC to bounce back. Minus nine, they'll cover that. 
two big team legs here. We got Maryland plus 25. They are playing, I believe, Northwestern. No, Penn State. Uh, they're playing Penn State. Uh, I'll keep that within 25. I was not impressed with Penn State at all against Ohio State. Rutgers plus 38. They're playing Ohio State. Ohio State. Are you taking the Rutgers plus 38? Yo, he's taking the Rutgers plus 38. <laughs> I took Ohio State to cover versus Rutgers last year, and it was 40 – I think it was like 48 or 49. And the final Yo. score was like – 62 to 17 and it was like a 45 point deficit there so they didn't cover that's crazy uh, so that's that's a a bold pick cotton take the opposite this year ruggers will cover plus 38 you see it happening though you never know hey like i mean like wait what like what mouse thinking you know you could look at one game and say this is going to happen and just play the opposite and you win the bet then. <laughs> I mean, here's my thing. So with my history of gambling, y'all should have just taken the complete opposite of my parlay. I thought about it. You thought about oh. it. <laughs> that would have been fire. You should have done it, dude. Too late now. Everybody at home, should you're listening to this and you're a gambling that's all, man that's all it is. or woman, women can gamble too. Um Take the complete opposite of my parlay. <laughs> I'm go ahead and giving. I, I, I'm go. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give you. I'm going to give you this. I have a superpower. Me and Dylan discovered this superpower. I we had can't many win long a bet. conversations about this. I cannot win a bet. So my parlay take the complete opposite. I went over four last week. If you took the opposite last week, I made you rich. Um, just just do it. Just listen to me. Just do it. This this is my gift to you guys. I can't get over the women. <laughs> okay, um, let's talk about the Mandalorian episode one. Uh, Whoa, dude, that was awesome. It's glad I'm so glad it's back, dude. This has like been such a shitty year. Like, yeah. Baby Yoda is saving it. Oh, sorry, the let me give you the Disney copyrighted term: the child, the child, the child is saving it. Yeah. And let me go ahead and start. Baby Baby Yoda, the child. Moment of the, the episode was when they're in the uh, when they're at the, like Fight Club, yes. and he sees him about to like do the thing, and he closes his and lid. He closes his, yes. That was a funny. Yes. Oh, he go, he makes his little like squeaky noise, and then he closes a lid. That was <laughs> I was so fun. He's just so he's so aware of everything around he's, him. He's dude. He's it, so aware. Oh, it's there's so, so awesome. much comedy. Just like I don't know. It was awesome. And like to to be like as powerful as he is, like he doesn't really know it. I don't think, dude. Yet. He could have single handedly wrecked everybody in that room. He's like, I'm room. just gonna close but my nah, lid. I'm just gonna close my lid. And we'll Ma- Mond- Mando's got this. Mando's got this. I'm closing my <laughs> lid. You know, staying here. Uh, also, then, now, we- I had a, like a nerdgasm when the uh, what was it, the sheriff or the uh, marshal? The marshal walked in and Boba Fett's armor broke. I about shit my pants. Oh yes. I was like, dude. I was like, that's Boba Fett's armor. Boba Fett's armor. But I could tell he was a phone. You can just tell. Like, yeah. he looked like somebody that went to Comic Con dressed up as like <laughs> a Mandalorian. So I was like, something's fishy here. But I, I well, know. I mean, I mean, you knew it as soon as he took the helmet off. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, but um, another thing we got to talk about is why the hell did it take them so long to kill that? Well, the Sand Snake, whatever it was. Okay. Yeah. Here's my thing. Great dragon. The, the crate dragon. dragon. That, yeah, that the was the turn. Dragon. Yeah. They had all these explosions, and they had 
food to feed that thing. And they already had the explosions wrapped around it. Why not activate the explosions, let the crate dragons eat, and then just blow it up from the inside like they like Mando did in the like why? Like Yeah, I don't know why they all like, that, like stood outside. I like why couldn't they just send, send one guy to yell? Because you know yeah. they had like the big like crossbows and stuff outside like the 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 cave. And why do why? they bear the explosions so far away from the cave? I don't know. Put them right so, there at I the mean, base. If it's asleep, I mean, just put them right there at the base. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I know you got to have the storyline, but oh, that's that's. I was sitting there. I was like, this is taking entirely too long. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. got to have the storyline, and you got to have the you know badass way for. I did Mando enjoy Mando and the the marshal yes. flying around together. I thought that was sweet. I just thought that they was had, cool. they had yeah, some good back cool. and forth banter. It was, it was a very well written. I would episode. like to see him come back later on. Yeah, I, I w- I I'm, I'm also glad we got to see the lady from last. The season, lady, yeah, the ship lady with the robots. I, I'm glad she came back. I think that and was the great. child remembered her. Oh, yeah, dude. I, you just so you cool. gotta love baby yo yo. Love to see it. Gotta love it. Like, and then like, obviously, end of the episode. Mm. Boba Fett. Boba Fett is alive. Mm. There's been a lot of speculation in the in our friend group. Of if it was Boba Fett or not, I think it is. I, I believe it because what what is the creature's name? The, is it Sorlac? No, no, not Sorlac. It's, That's from Pokemon. Whatever <laughs> the creature with the teeth in Episode Six, the Pit Monster, Sorlac Pit, whatever. It ate Boba Sorlac. Fett and then spit up his armor, right? Yeah. So that that explains how the armor got you know separated from Boba Fett, and then the crate dragon lives in his old Sorlac's pit. And Mundo's like, well, how does that happen? And then they said, well, it just eats yeah. eats the Sorlax. So I think Boba Fett got out of there somehow. He's a crafty little dude. He's not just going to be eaten, and then that's it. Uh, obviously, he's going to start looking for his armor. He wants it back. So I think that interaction is going to be absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's set up it's set up perfectly. And just this next episode, so excited. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> hold on. What you got? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I think the cops are there to take old Dillbug away. Oh, I think there's a protest going outside my window. There's a protest going on outside. Yep. Uh, so if well, you hear that, I, it's election day. Uh, I live in it's election day. It, that's just what happened. Um, so that's pretty much it for episode one of Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, let's talk about our two good to be true is my favorite segment. <sighs> uh, I don't want to go first. Um, you know what? I can start it out. There you go. Mine's mine's good. Mine's not the best, but so Ben Benucci. <laughs> God, oh, let's talk God. about him. Let's talk about him for a second. During the game, there were a bunch of old tweets surfacing from old Ben Benucci, and some of them are just edgy. Some of them are great. We're gonna start this one off. August twenty second, two thousand twelve. Ben Benucci tweets: I wonder if horses want to eat us when they're hungry. Now, I think this tweet, I think this tweet can be explained by a following tweet where Ben Danucci says 420 Yahoo woohoo. I think Ben Danucci was stoned out of his mind when he tweeted this tweet about the horses, and I think that's the only thing that explains it. Um and then if you want to just continue, there is a rabbit hole of tweets here for Ben Danucci. One comes on October 3rd, 2012. This is obviously when the whole Jerry Sandusky situation was going on. Ben Danucci tweets out Sandusky is up for president. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, dude, <laughs> what are you what are you doing? And then this one is August 21st, 2012. I mean, he was just going off in August, man. Um, this one is it's a, it's it's a little little edgy. 
This one is just got invited to nationals to play for the Korean ping pong team. I think I have to face Dong Dong in the first round. <laughs> I mean, what is this dude tweeting about? What is this dude? Tweeting? I mean, he's on it's, something it's, else. It's, I mean, he's but and I th- I'm gonna I'm gonna pre- I'm gonna preface this and wrap this up by saying. If he comes out and apologizes for this, I'm sorry, but you should not have to apologize for something you tweeted out eight years ago when I don't know how old Ben DiNucci is, but he was probably a young kid. He was probably 15 to 17, I would say. You should not. I actually know he's probably younger than that, wasn't he? I don't know. Let me see how old is he. When were the tweets? Well, he's a rookie quarterback right now, so he had to be like 12 or 13. A little bit over eight years ago. Yeah. He's he's 23 years old. He's from Atlanta? What? So 15. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He, so he was like Georgia Tech. 13, 14, 15, maybe? I think he yeah. went to Georgia Tech. No, no, he went to James Madison. Okay. Okay. But I I'm sorry, but you should not have to apologize for something you tweeted out when you were, hell, just hitting puberty. Dude, if like, I had Twitter, uh, if I had dude, Twitter when I was that young. That's what I'm saying, man. If God we, if we well, we did have Twitter when we were that young, but we just. Yeah, but like, I wasn't on it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If we were like, but. That, that's how I'm going to preface this. Now he did have some really, really controversial tweets in there, and you know I'm not going to read these tweets, but there were some like gay slurs and stuff like that. Now this seems to be a trend with athletes. I don't know what is with athletes and tweeting about gay people, um, but they love to do it whenever they're younger, I guess. But I still, I mean, dude, if you're 13, 14, 15, and people are digging up tweets on you, dude, this cancel culture has to stop. I mean, dude, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Let the man live. Let the man play football. Even if he sucks at football, let him play some football for the damn Dallas Cowboys and be done with it. He's not a politician. He's he's not a politician. He's a freaking football player. Okay. Um, I'll go next, and then we'll let Elkins finish it up. Because I think Elkins has a pretty good one. Um, mine is 14 raccoons confront dad and son in an encounter that, quote-unquote, feels like end of days. Mm. What? A group of 14 raccoons emerged from the bushes to confront a father and son recently, and the moment went viral. Oh, yeah, and also a coyote shied up, showed up. This is insane, Mark Esto said in the video while he was out with his son in San Francisco Golden State Park. Feels like the end of days. Uh, there's a video on this. Look it up. It looks like it's like a tribe of raccoons, and they're coming out of the forest. <laughs> and the kid's on a scooter, and they're like, whoa, what is going on? And the kid's like loving it. The dad knows how like mean <laughs> raccoons are, and so he's kind of freaking out. Did you say this was in San Francisco? Yes. What the hell is going on in San Francisco? You had they uh, got some shit going on. They got in San some Francisco. shit going on. What, what was it? The lemur. I'm here for it. The lemur, and then now this. Damn, dude. Maybe. Whoa. Maybe. Whoa. Let's make a connection here. Maybe the raccoons were on the and the coyote were on the way to break Maki back out of the <gasps> San Francisco Zoo. Okay. Okay. We're getting somewhere. This is where this the conspiracy is like some coming. This is Madagascar this is, shit. Yes. Yes. Where they got to work together. Like yes. this is whoa. Crazy power, animal power. But like, this is like another thing in twenty. Like, if this happened last year, it would have been like bigger news. But like, it's twenty twenty, man. Like, it's twenty twenty. It's normal. And the elections coming. I'm yeah, yeah. Elkins, <laughs> you're up. Uh, this story might not top a lemur um, named Mikey, but uh, it does involve Mikey. a Florida Mikey. man. M-A-K-A. It does involve a Florida man. So anytime there's a Florida man involved, you know it'll be good. God, Florida. 
Title of this article here, Florida man steals bulldozer to dig up Biden yard signs, police say. So, um, yeah, basically getting right into it. A 26-year-old man allegedly stole a bulldozer from a construction site and proceeded to drive it through a predominantly black neighborhood in Haines City, Florida on Saturday, tearing down campaign signs. The man has been identified by police and local media as James Blight. Local Florida television network Spectrum Bay News 9 reported that Blight allegedly tore down Biden signs and also knocked down over or knocked over a speed limit sign with a bulldozer. Some local residents have described this as an incident as a hate crime due to the demographics of the neighborhood. Oh, Lord. Jesus. Police... Police have said that Blight claimed to be drunk and said he does not remember the incident. (laughs) (laughs) At least he wasn't Um, stealing sheep. Newsweek (laughs) reached out to Haines City Police Chief James Olinsky to further comment, but he did not immediately respond. And uh, yada, yada, yada. He says, basically, this is a Trump whistleblower, yada, yada, yada. And then with tensions high ahead of Election Day, November 3rd, amid the widely viewed, what is a widely viewed as an exceptionally, Lord, I can't read, divisive (laughs) campaign season, (laughs) there have been numerous reports of Biden and Trump signs being stolen. Oh, yeah, that's been a thing for that's been a thing for like four years now. Absolutely, but, but you can just take signs out of the ground with your hands. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's like those little, the little thin metal ones, like yeah, yeah, like the yard I mean, markers. Like. I still that that brings it back to a story. So when I was at Georgia Southern rushing for DTD, they made us Rip. all go and like. So this was like when Stacey Abrams and the Brian Kemp thing was going on. They made us all go and steal like all this like signs for said candidate that they did not like. Um, we're not going to talk political on the show, but they made us go and steal all the signs for said candidate that we did not like at the time. And it was, we almost got caught. And that is, that is a straight up, pretty sure it's a felony, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But look, yeah, so. there's, uh, and, and uh, like you said, I don't want to get too political, but it gets to the point now, like who cares what your views who are? Who cares? Just like, man. Come on. Hell, let's 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 all cast our votes. Let's all go to damn Chili's. Let's sit down. No, yes. let's go to Applebee's. Applebee's sit down. Us, Melvin, dollar <laughs> margarita and Maki. Whoever wins Mars. this, who gives a shit, man, dude? I'm telling you, if Biden wins, let him. If Trump wins, let him. I We're going to be dude, fine either way. There's nothing to stress about. We're going to be fine either but way. But also, he stole a bulldozer. That yes, how? He stole, yeah, <laughs> he would have to break into a construction ground. Right, and he didn't remember yes. it. Ah. Do you hotwire it? You, you do. He must have been as drunk as that uh, South African man. Yeah, I mean, no, 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 no. The South no African guy maybe remembered the it. South African man made a part two when he was in Florida. Yo, because South, South you can blend in in Florida. Everyone blends in Florida. Oh yeah, Florida man, South African man. What do Same you got? Thing. What's the difference? What's the difference? Uh, but yeah, I think that is all for today. Uh, everybody, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We'll see you next week. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe. Go vote. Do your part. We don't care who you vote for as long as you do it. God bless you, and we'll see you next week.